Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker, and it is July 5th, 2023. And, PK, you are roasting in Tucson. How are you doing? Roasting? I feel like I've been put on a spit. It is (laughs) terrible. (laughs) That's all there is to it. They keep threatening us that it might rain, but then the next breath they tell us it's not going to. So we'll just have to deal with the heat and the fires going on around us. Oh, goodness. Well, you stay safe, and I know this is a trying time of year, but we're always jealous of you in the winter when it's nice and warm there and we're freezing in New England. So it's a trade-off, that's for sure. So tell us. It's definitely a trade. (laughs) Yes. So what's going on with the numbers? Tell us where we are. We're in a new month. Well, it's a brand new month, and this is the fun part. This month is all about major change. Good to bad, bad to good, but change nonetheless. In a year that says, slow and easy, stop and think. But the month deals with a lot of changes, and the world's going to feel like it's going at warp speed at some point. So even to the point Mm. that the body feels like it's vibrating. This month where we want to play and enjoy some major changes, and there's going to be some excesses. Could be a change in choices of foods, drinks, definitely driving too fast, vibrating, the mind doesn't stay still. That's part of it. The other part is all of a sudden we're going to be looking at a clothes. You don't necessarily like what you're wearing. It may seem more dull. You're looking for something more vibrant, and you're going to feel like you need to add some different colors to your wardrobe. Just remember Mm. it's only for this month because the month is all about changes. So the major changes and your ideas or styles are going to be hard to deal with because the world is pulling us back, even though we want to go speed forward. And there's going to be some topics I'm going that's going to create some interest. So it's going to be a great time to start or create change. The month is about change and speed, that type of thing. But the key this month is using learning, teaching, and the spiritual side that's going to assist us in opening doors. It's going to end up making the month a heck of a lot better, especially when it cools down here in Arizona. That's where my mouth. Oh, gosh. About I know. Fix, but there's a luck factor that goes with this month. So don't forget that. If you've got an inkling that maybe I'll think I'll try the lottery or something, by all means, go right ahead. You stand a better chance with the five around than any other month. So. Even though That's exciting. It does stop and think for the for the year, 
But the year is giving us ideas and thoughts, so why not follow through with them? Mm, That's nice. Exactly. What about starting new projects in this month? Is that a good time or not? Definitely, because it's all about change. Definitely this month. Throughout the year. But you've got the opportunity to pull some things together and to really make them work out. If you go for it this month, it's going to be fast and furious. But remember, the year itself says slow down, think, use the noodle. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. more than anything else. Double check everything. Don't just go by the fly. But do watch your driving, though. This month is going to be more of a problem because everything is about speed. Everything's for the quick fix. Next month, different story. But right now, get all that stuff going and rev it up, get through it. Well, you've got the months to do it. I mean, after all, we're only a few days into this month, so you've got plenty of opportunity and choices to make and changes to make. That is good. We'd like them all to be positive and helpful. So thank you for that. Yes, that's great. And I want to, again, direct everybody to our homepage because Mm -hmm. on our homepage we have all kinds of information about leading-edge health and wellness treatments, technology, and we're going to have some more that we're going to introduce to you this month. So it will give you some other things to consider, think about, maybe integrate into your own health protocol. As you know, we're big proponents of take your health back, Mm -hmm. put it into your own hands. Don't get caught up in this medical system if you can help it. And you'll find everything on our website that we've found to be helpful. We are not selling these products, but they are on the website, and we've negotiated a discount for our audience members. So if you want to buy the liposomal liquid vitamins or the energy technology or the Weber technology or the water technology, it's all there at a discount to you. So any questions that you might have, you can contact those companies directly on our homepage, or you can send me an email, happy to respond to you and uh, answer your questions as best I can or find somebody who can give you the right answer. So lots of stuff going on. I just want to mention I've had a lot of conversations lately with people about disclosure. It is Heating up, everybody. There is such a jockeying for position. You know, who's going to own this at the end of the day? As we get more information, we'll bring it out to you. And it's just right now, it's one big melee. It is just everybody's fighting over who's going to own it. Very, very interesting to sit back, eat your popcorn, and watch. But be careful about who you are buying into. Some of these people are still not uh, actually forthcoming. So we're going to try to get you the right information, as we always do on Supernatural Girls. So tonight, we have an excellent guest for you. And she's right from here in Massachusetts. Yes. And we have never, ever had a dowser, a professional dowser on our show. So this is a first for us. And this is a topic we've we've long discussed, but... We haven't found the right person until now, and now we have her, and we're very excited to have her with us tonight. Susan McNeil-Spuler is an industrial and laser engineer. She's been dowsing for over 30 years, successfully finding wells for clients, 
throughout the northeastern United States, as well as California, Wyoming, and Arkansas. She also finds lost items and clears geopathic stress from property. Now, Susan is the president of the Boston Dowsers, a life member of the Ozark Research Institute, and a member of the British Society of Dowsers. She's the co-director of the West Coast Dowser Conference and director of the newly resurrected Flagstaff, Arizona Dowser Conference that was formerly known as the Southwest Dowser Conference. Now, Susan learned to douse at Stonehenge, of all places. And this was by chance as there... Yeah, isn't that cool? There was a bus tour that had dowsing rods, and they were dowsing the stones. So Susan tried this activity, found she could do it. And it wasn't until she returned to work at MIT Lincoln Laboratory in Lexington, Massachusetts, and spoke to her fellow engineers that she discovered that she was dowsing. And dowsing is focused intuition. So, Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Patricia. Thank you, PK. It was a pleasure to, to be on your show tonight. Thank you. Um, oh, so, yes, yeah, so dowsing, <laughs> dowsing being focused intuition, um, I use it for all sorts of uh, different things throughout my life, and um, I use it to manifest everything, as well as um, find missing people, missing pets, missing items, and what and water wells. So um, I've been out there uh, dowsing away, and I like to help people when they are, um, when I douse a well for people, I also give them dowsing tools. I teach them to douse in addition to finding their well site and telling them how many deep, how many feet deep it is and how many gallons per minute that they'll get from their, uh, from their property. Uh, if you go to the website of flagstaffdowsers.com and then you click on speakers and you do a search for me, Susan McNeil Spooler, um, I have a handout, I have a couple of, I have a handout and a, and a video to demonstrate, an eight minute video demonstrating how to map dows a well in addition to the handout that goes with that, that gives you the questions. Because you can't, when you're dowsing a well, it's not just going and saying, here, dig here. You want to, you know, I ask, I look for 10 things when I'm dowsing a well, I ask for potable water that tastes good, that smells good. It's there year-round. It's an appropriate depth, appropriate gallons per minute, easy for the well driller to get to, beneficial to all who drink it, that the well, that the water vein underground is going in the right direction, and that it's primary water. And primary water is deep water. When you have a well, you generally don't want to have it. You want to drill beyond 20 feet deep because the first 20 feet are groundwater. And groundwater can contain fertilizer, gasoline, oil. And then when you're also, if you have, if you have property, when you have your property, you, um, you also want to make sure that the customer knows that they need to talk to their health department and that the driller will need to get a permit. They have to find out parameters for you. And before I, before I doubt as well, I make the customer go and find, the, find out what the town or city states and with how many feet that the well has to be from a structure like a home or a, or a farm or a barn how far it needs to be from um, property line, from the street, from wetlands, from septic systems, and there could be other, there could be other limitations. Um, the city of, of Newton, they do not allow people to drill wells. However, oh, I, um, really? 
And so they, I called the customer and I said, You're, they don't allow wells. They said, we don't care. We want you to find us a place anyways. So I did. And I, and I have no idea what they did. How funny. So, Gosh. Well, the thing is, too, is it depends on where places, you know, get, do they have an aquifer, which is basically like an underground lake. Like the town of Westford, where I live, we have, we have aquifers. And they don't care what you take out, but they want to, they're concerned about what you may be putting in it when you drill your own well. We have a well, and we have septic. And generally, those go hand in hand on property when you have a lot of, uh, when you have a lot of uh, land to, to build on. And then they require a minimum of one acre to build here in town unless uh, the builder has, like, say, 10 acres and then can give half an acre to each home. And then the other five acres can go to open open land or open space. And Carlisle, mm-hmm. they require two ga- two acres of land to, to build a home. So there's a lot of things that need to be considered when you're um, looking at, you know, when you're looking at putting a well into into your property. Yeah, um, there's a lot to this. Right. So and then, like I said, I, now, I like to teach people how to to douse when I do this as well. Go ahead. Susan, let me ask you a question about depth because you just said it should be lower than 20 feet so you're not picking up all of these contaminants and stuff. Is there an ideal depth for a well? No. No. So Depends on anything where you live. Mm-hmm. When Ed Stillman was, was drilling, when Ed Stillman lived in Sedona, and he, used to, he did, there was a well that he found that was over 1,000 feet. I think it was almost 1,500 feet. <laughs> Oh, nice. Wow. And so you're looking at so depending on um if you're looking at if you have ledge, is there granite, what what's underneath the ground, what are you drilling in what are you drilling into? Because yes. right. around well, here in Massachusetts if you have you know, you'll probably um what's it's um you wanna when you're drilling down you eventually hit hit ledge or you hit some sort of rock and then you don't need to have any any lining for your um you just you generally have to put pieces of pipe, they, they put pipe down until they hit um, a structure. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, if, you, if you're putting, say you're putting something into sand, you know, you have to have something sturdy to hold the sand away from falling into a, into the well. Yeah. So, you know, that makes sense. So, yes. so just depending on where, where you are. And there's some areas that uh, I feel bad for people that they'll, they'll go and they'll build a house, they'll have a nice piece of land, and then they find out later on that they're not going to get very much water because their neighbors weren't considerate enough to come and tell them that, or their real estate broker or whoever sold them the property didn't tell them that, you know, you'll be lucky to get water here. Mm-hmm. Like Pelham, New Hampshire, they get, they have very, um, they they have a hard time with wells. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. So, what What's yeah. the problem? What's going on in, in that land area that makes it a problem? Well, it's just where it's just the it's just the formation of, of the under of the of the ledge that's there, and where the water, oh, the water ledge. is just okay. really mm-hmm. really deep. And like I was I was doing one one um, development area, and there was a guy that had a brand new drilling rig, and I said, I, I said I asked him I said how deep are you? And he says oh I'm at 2,100 feet. I said why? Why? And he said oh it's a brand new rig. I just want to see how deep I can drill it. And it went it was one that was oh. 2,400 feet. And so he was basically wow. just you know, drilling into this property that it wasn't, it wasn't a very big piece of property either. So he, he wasn't, you know, helping his customer uh, because the vibrations will also call the, cause the water to, 
to dissipate. You know, when you're, dousing, when you're building a home, you'd like to find the well site ahead of time, but you don't necessarily want to drill because you have all those, all those trucks going over as they're building, and the vibration can, can dissipate um, the well, the water. You want to wait mm-hmm. until everything's done, but knowing uh, that there is okay. water there. Now, Susan, it, when it, will we, divert, it will divert the water. Oh, okay. Well, when we were originally speaking about this, you also mentioned that there are some well drilling companies that are very adverse to working with dowsers. Even though you're a professional and you've been doing this successfully for such a long time, what is their, their issue? Well, the thing is is that they get paid by the foot. And if they're mm-hmm. just, Mm-hmm. You'll, look, you'll look at some development areas, and I, and I talk to other well, water douses around the country, and you know, the well, all of the, the wells in a development area may be, say, 600 feet, yet a dowser will come in and find something that's, say, 212 feet deep. So if I come in and say, okay, well, you only have to go 212, then that will be bad news for you know, the driller because they won't have to uh, mm-hmm. They won't have to use very much Lots casing, and then and then they and they also uh, sometimes you, when you're dowsing, when you're drilling a well, you also want to ask your well driller if they're using what's called bentonite. And bentonite is it comes in a big big sack like cement does, and it's uh and you want and then when they add water to it, it creates a slurry or a paste, a, a, a very loose paste, and they'll give it to, they'll give they'll give bentonite to constipated horses. Or if they use too much of it when they're drilling a well um, for their lubricant as opposed to just using water, then that will, cl- that will close off. It will temporarily close off any water veins. So they'll just keep drilling Uh-oh. and drilling and drilling and drilling. And you may have hit water at 75 feet. However, they'll get down to, say, 375 or 425, and then, you will, and then all of a sudden they'll say, oh, look at all the water that's coming in. Yeah, because it was only coming in, it was coming in at 75 feet. They didn't need to drill that deep. Wow. So mm. you need to be aware yeah. of what's going Dollars on. Dollars and cents. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's really good advice for people to really check into this a little more thoroughly and not just go with what the well drilling company is going to do. That's what, also one of the great benefits of having a professional like you on site. So that because you've been able to predict and, and to show where to drill and how much water it's they're going to get. I mean, it's not a prediction. I am dowsing. I'm not predicting. I'm dowsing. Okay. So when when okay. you come up with this information, it's highly accurate. So people can really rely on this. I mean, this is very accurate because you're telling them how much water is it per minute that they're going to get. Is that how you break yeah, it down? Yeah, gallons per minute. Yeah, gallons per minute. So yeah, so that's times, incredible like, information. I, I, so when I I did a I did a well site for um, the Saratoga Polo Club out in Saratoga Springs, New York, and I found them 125 gallons a minute. They were looking oh, to build wow. uh, condos around. Did you know? Do you know how many acres it takes for a polo game? No, it takes how many? 150, 100, 150 acres for a polo game. Oh wow. my goodness! And they had, and, and they could, and they had, and they had three hundred acres, so they could play two polo games at the same time. Oh my goodness! Oh. Gosh. 
So this is a very exciting. Yeah, I didn't know. I have any idea about that? But this is a very exciting career. But clearly, you have a talent for this because when you went to Stonehenge, this it sounds like this just came naturally to you, did it? Yeah, it came. It came, dowsing came to me. I didn't seek it out. However, always I've always been highly intuitive. As a child, I would see when I was waking up in the morning, I would see a test in front of me and my dreams, and then I would go to school, and then that, that would be the, the test would be there. So wow. then I would make sure I would stu- make sure I'd make sure I'd study those questions if I didn't know the answers to them. Gosh, how and, helpful um, is that, I, huh? <laughs> well, I, I also took my well, I went to I, my master's degree from Worcester Polytechnic Institute in Massachusetts, and I um, I had very I had very little time to take my gra- my GRE exam, my graduate register exam. I was working at the Charles Stark Draper Lab in Cambridge, and the only place that I could get this test I could take this test to be accepted into the program at Worcester Polytech, um, was in Worcester. So I had to drive from Cambridge to Worcester, take the test, and get back. And I, uh, my boss was, you know, really hammering down on me about the time. And, um, and so what I did was I doused all the, entire, the entire exam. I looked at the, screen, the computer screen. I had, I had cameras on me, so I couldn't use any dowsing tools. And so I just fuzzied. I just, this, came, this came to me as I'm taking the test. I fuzzied my vision, and whatever letter of A, B, C, D, or E, or whatever it was, was the brightest. Then I would just click, and that would be the answer. And so oh I finished goodness. the test, and I, I passed it, and um, I graduated in 2000. So, Fantastic. So you can use dowsing for so many things. Now, you have a number of tools. I know you, we saw them in the video that's also posted on our Facebook page, by the way. So everybody, you can go to our Supernatural Girls Facebook page. I posted the video that Susan generously gave us uh, so that you could see what it's like to actually go through a dowsing for a well. Now, but your tools, you have more than one that you use. Can you explain these tools to us? Sure. I don't need any tools. I can look at a map and I can point and say drill right here. Wow. And that's called deviceless dowsing. It's a knowing. So what I do is I'll take uh, I'll first map dowse the I'll map dowse a, a property, and I'll use a ruler and a pendulum, and then I'll do this as a dog and pony show because customers don't want you to just say oh here hand me my they don't want to just be told they need to pay you they want to see I want I want to show them what's going on so I push the ruler right. up the, and after I'm after I'm asking for the ten things. The potable water that tastes good, that smells good, that's there year-round, appropriate depth, appropriate gallons per minute, easy for the well driller to get to, beneficial to all who drink it, it's flowing in the right direction, and it's primary water. And those are in my mind. And so as I'm pushing the, the ruler up the, up the map, then my, my pendulum makes a reaction, and on the left side of the paper, I'll make a tick mark. And then I'll keep pushing the, the, um, the pen, the, pushing the ruler up the page, up the map and then make another tick mark and make several of those and then I'll turn the, the map around 90 degrees and then I'll follow each one of those tick marks across and then I'll just follow the dots. So it makes kind of a, you know, if you remember from algebra, you know, y equals mx plus b, the rise over the run, and so you have a, you have a graph. You basically have a graph uh, plot on, on your map to show you, okay, this is where the vein is, or at least one, and I'll ask if there's more than one uh, depending on how much property there is and um, I'm always very considerate of where people need to build their home because you have to run electricity to the well, to the well pump, and then to get it right. to the house. So, right. um, so then I, so what I do is I use the pendulum, and then I will walk up, I'll go out to the property. I'll use 
L-rods, and I'll say, okay, show me where the, where the water vein is, and then I'll have marker flags, and I'll place the flags where's the first edge of the vein, place the marker flags on one edge of the vein, I'll say where's the other edge of the vein, so it's basically like an underground, we'll call it just an underground river or stream. And then where's the other edge, and I'll put the marker flags down. So then I have this path of, of marker flags, or surveyor's flags. And then I'll take my Y rods, and I'll walk in between, I'll walk between this, I'll walk along this path that I've made, and I'll ask, where's the best place to, da- to drill a, a well site? Where's the best place to drill a well on this, along this vein? And then the rod will, will come down sometimes, you know, one, two, three times, depending on um, what the, what the, um, what's underground. Because you don't want to drill where you're going to hit a stump or, or, or um, roots or, or a, or a rock or something like that. You want to make you want to make the make the the best place possible for the driller to just easily go straight down. Right, right. And, and then get a clear and path. Drill, and then they drill. Yeah. Gosh, and so, it, it, I mean, there's, there's it's dowsing so tools. fascinating. Yeah, and so when, I, when I'm drilling, when when I'm dowsing, when I'm dowsing with the Y rod, when I'm asking where's the best place to drill, before that Y rod snaps down, I get a clenching in my gut. Really? So that's my oh, body okay. reaction. I get, and that's also another. That's also something I get when I'm driving, I'm speeding down the highway. I get a clenching in my gut, then I slow right down because then there's a state trooper somewhere along, not that far from oh. me. <laughs> that's Good very to helpful to know. <laughs> <laughs> now, what materials do uh, are these tools made from? Are some materials better than others? I make I make all my own tools. I make my um, my my large and small L rods out of um, uh, welding material, welding rods, and then I use the sleeves. I'll make them out of you know copper tubing, refrigeration tubing. So I get from say Home Depot. Um, then I have the Y my Y rods are made of uh, polypropylene um, rods that I'll get from say like company like Granger, and then I make them. They're about two feet long, and I'll use a piece of Tigon tubing. At the end, it's to the the uh, polypropylene is a quarter inch wide, and so that makes a total of a half inch, and so then I get a half inch inner diameter of a Tigon clear tubing that's flexible. I put it on the end, and I take hot glue and I just put you know put the hot glue inside, and then it holds them together. But there are other ones over the years I've had that have a very pointy end on them, and then they they've snatched back up into my face and. And I've had safety glasses on. They've scratched my safety glasses, so I don't, I don't oh, want to torture nice. people with, with scratches. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh and I make bobbers out of the same material, and <laughs> uh, that's why mm. it's quite, that's why deviceless dowsing is so handy, as you don't need any you don't need yeah. any tools. You do you always use a pencil in first when you start looking at the property? No, I just look at a map and I know. I just look so at you, a map you don't and I even know where the water is. I don't need uh-huh. anything. I just look at it and I just point. When I when I was when I first started with the Boston Dowsers, we had um, there was a golf course that came that had approached um, a member of the chapter, and there was an older gentleman named Frank Butler, and he, he was the whole chapter was standing around this giant table, big giant banquet table, with a map of 250 acres of a, of a golf course. And he used to always talk out of the side of his mouth. He wore a, a suit and tie and a, and a fedora. And he said, hey, he said, hey, kid, and he elbows me. He says, where's the, well, where's the well site? And I pointed right there because everyone else was yakety-yakking. 
I said, it's right there. And he says, how many gallons a minute? And I told him, and, I, and he says, how deep is it? And I told him, he says, you're right. He says, you're coming with me. So from then on, oh. you know, I go on jobs with uh, So that was, I go on jobs with him. Um, and uh, from there. Yeah. And then, as, and then as he got older, um, I would then take him with me. Um, because he was, you know, it was, it was hard for, you know, he was getting up into his high 80s. So, but uh, he was always, he was always very good to me. And it's always good to That's have so a mentor. Nice. And I tried to mentor, men- I tried to mentor many people over the years, and I just said, oh, wow, this is a lot of work, you know, because sometimes you have to hike <laughs> and you have to, I mean, I have, I've been to Martha's Vineyard, I've been to Nantucket, I've been all over the place, and I have a pair of, you know, bar- Barber, B A R B O U R boots from Orvis, and they're knee high rubber boots. Because when you're on Martha's Vineyard, there's tons of ticks, so you want to make sure you're protecting yourself. Oh, you know yes. when you're going out when you're going out in fields, because some people will have already cleared their area for for their home, but other times they they don't. They say, well, I want to find, I want you to find me, a, I want you to find my well site first before I start to drill, mm-hmm. before I start to before I start to build and and I'll pour my foundation. And so sometimes Can you're going you into it? some really what. I was going to say, can, can you do some of this via the map prior to seeing the property? Can you use the map only? Oh, I've, or yeah, does it oh, have- absolutely. No, absolutely, I, I map down. So I, I'll map down it for them ahead of time, and I'll just, you know, and then I'll, and then, I, and then depending on where they are, it's actually there's a couple I did it, where do they live? They live, well, they're in Arizona, and we both have a, um, a, a program, it's, a, it's, a, it's an app that hunters use. And so we have this, we happen to have the same app. So I told them, I said, you go, I said, I'm, I'm dowsing this for you here on the map. And I gave them the longitude and latitude. And then I had them go out there themselves and then longitude and latitude and lead to find the spot. And, and, you know, because they were just, and they're coming to our conference that we're having in Flagstaff in, um, in October to, uh, to wow. confirm all Wonderful. them. So. Mm. And, so, yeah, yeah and our friend Tom, Tom Dongo, remember Tom, PK? We've had him on several yeah. times. He is going to be there as well. Yeah, so Tom's, an, sure old, Tom's an old friend of mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, he Tom's knows. With, from, from he knows where there's yeah. a lot of interesting spots in Arizona. I know he was sharing a lot of that with us last time. It was fascinating, you know, portals and time warps and all kinds of things. So, yeah. um, but. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, when it comes to a portal or something, you know, metaphysical like that, do you sense it differently or is it just the same as it would be with a well? You're just well, asking ask, for something different. Is, you're asking, you're, and the focus into it is you're asking the right, you're, when you're dowsing, you have to ask the right question. You can sit there and say, is it going to rain? Well, sure it's going to rain, but when? Or, or just you have to look at, can I douse? May I douse? Should I douse? You want to make sure you have permission because if you're asking, gee whiz, how much does my best friend have in the bank account? None of your business. Okay. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you're looking at you're looking at permissions. You're looking at you're looking at ethics. You're looking at um, you know your 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 what you're what you what are you trying to do here? So, so when you're dowsing, you want to make sure you're asking the correct questions. And we have like little side classes at the conference that. We, we teach people how to, you know, ask the right questions when they're when they're trying to find something. That's why I have the ten statements that are on the handout that people can access because that's exactly what I'm looking for. Not everybody, not all well dowsers look for those things. Like I said, right. you know, it's a water. 
but you don't want water. No. Like out, if you're out in, in, the, in the Hudson Valley, you'll have a lot of water that has a lot of uh, it smells like sulfur, and you don't want the smell of rotten yeah. eggs. Oh God, no. that would be horrible. <laughs> Ray, Ray, yeah. Now you mentioned, no, no, no. right, Susan? You mentioned that when you been on certain properties where there are portals that people have asked you to close them up. Can you tell us about that? Um, that was here in Massachusetts. Um, as a customer of mine, I had found I had found a well site for her, and then apparently there was a portal that was in her home, and it also was in her daughter's room. And her oh. daughter had a lot of a lot of nightmares and a lot of um, a lot of disturbances in her life, and she just. Um, she asked me if I would, she asked me what could be done about it. And I said, well, we can, with our intention, we can close it so that it never appears to any, it never, it never harms anyone ever again. Oh, that's good. So, so you were able to do yeah. that. And <clears throat> now what about missing people? That's a really interesting uh, subject. So how do you who calls you in number one and then how do you do that? Well, the thing is, is that I don't watch the news anymore before I go to bed because if they would if I flash somebody and says, oh, this this woman is this person is missing, uh, and then when I go to sleep, I will relive their death. Oh, their horrible things happen, <laughs> so I don't watch the news anymore. So um, when there's when there's missing people, sometimes like. People want to commit suicide, and they by by having an intention by by putting, um, you know, just by stating I don't want to be found, they won't be found. Okay, so that's where it may, that's where it will make it hard to find people at times. Um, okay. Other times, other times they may be murdered. I have a friend out in um, Minnesota that that's uh, water is well dowser, and he um, he helped the police find a body. And what happened was the that the, the person that the the murderers threw the body into the river, and then the river rose up, and then the body ended up in a cave along the river, and he found it. And then and nobody knew but the police. And then he started getting death threats. His family started getting death threats because of that. Oh no! Oh no! Well, you think you think if you think about it, how much of a threat you would be to somebody if the police used you to find whatever. Harold McCoy mm-hmm. from the Ozark Research Institute, a woman came to him, and this is a well-known case. Um, her daughter's, I believe it was a violin was stolen, and he mapped out exactly where it was in a, at, a, at a building in San Francisco. The police went there, and that's exactly where it was. Oh, fantastic. Gosh. So, Incredible. So the thing is, is that you know people have come to me and said, "Oh, teach me how to find missing children." I said, "Why? Well, I want to be a hero." It's like, no, that's that's not the right reason for wanting to do something like this. You want to do it for the highest good, and then you you want the parents harassing you constantly. Where's my child? Where's my child? When you don't know what you know what exactly you may know exactly what happened to the child, but they need to come to you. You don't go to them because if you go to them, then you're a suspect. So. Ah, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. that does happen. Yep. Now, have you worked with any of the 411 cases, David Polites, Can-Am, 
missing 411? No. Yeah, those are quite mysterious, and David, being a former police detective, doesn't offer any explanation. He just reports I've, the cases. I've, I've dealt with him, and I don't know. No. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's a big mystery that a lot of people are talking about, but nobody has seems to have any answers. So I was wondering about and that. He won't say, and, and he won't say either. No, he, he won't. won't. He really... is... No, so, so, so anyways, moving right along. Um, there's deviceless dowsing. There's deviceless dowsing. You can, uh, as I was talking about deviceless dowsing before when I, when I doused the test, you can um, be, if you're talking to somebody, you can be rubbing your tongue, rub your tongue on the roof of your mouth and say to yourself, show me yes. Then rub, you keep rubbing your tongue on the roof of your mouth and say, show me no. Were they mm-hmm. different? Did you feel a difference? Okay. Yes. So if I'm if I'm interviewing someone, or I'm, or I'm being, or if I'm interviewing for a job, and I'll ask a question, I'll be rubbing my tongue on the roof of my mouth, and if I start getting a rough, my yes is smooth and my no is rough. And so if it okay. starts to go rough, I'll ask the I'll ask the question again. And if it still goes rough, I'll ask the question yet again a different way, and then it's clear to me that this person is lying to me, and that's the end of the interview. Hmm. Amazing. Wonderful. You can tell that. And so, and you could also, you know, do a, I push down, push down on, as you see on the video, I'm pushing down with my pointer finger on uh, my thumb plate of my, of my right thumb. Um, you can also take your a pointer finger and then rub it using your thumb like a, like a, a thumb plate. You rub it on there and they say, show me yes. And my yes is smooth. And show me no. And my no is sticky. Hmm. Thank goodness. You can also you can also do blink dowsing. You can like stare in the corner. We can stare at like say a corner of a room and say show me yes, and then show me no. And my yes, my eyes stay open, and my no, my my eye blinks immediately. So you have a lot of different physical cues that you can rely on if you want to give you the right answer. Yeah. Wow, that's mm-hmm. excellent. Well, we're going to take a very short commercial break, everybody, and then we will be back and talk more about missing items and pets and everything dowsing when we come back. Again, we are talking tonight with Susan McNeil Spooler, and it's all about finding things with the science of dowsing. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. The health benefits of sunlight to our body are well known. Light energizes, light lifts your mood, and light can heal. What if all these benefits were combined into one portable device that you can use in the comfort of your home? The German medical device manufacturer Weber Medical has recently launched the Endolite Band. The Endolite Band looks like a smartwatch, but does so much more. This revolutionary band is equipped with true laser diodes that irradiate the circulating blood via your arteries. Each color provides its own powerful benefits. Red and infrared light deliver energy and regulate your immune system and blood pressure. Yellow is a real mood booster and improves sleep quality. Green impacts oxygen supply. And blue has anti-inflammatory effects. The Endolite Band has three programs. Recharge helps you start your day with energy. If you want to unwind and clear your head after a busy day, select Relax. When you need full support, select Recover activating all diodes at the same time for the full range of effects. 
Improve your well-being at the touch of a button. 30 minutes per day gives you the advantage, and there are no side effects. Let the Endolite Band bring you a healthier life. Order now at www.wmedicalsystems.com. That's www.wmedicalsystems.com. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone. We are speaking about dowsing tonight with expert Susan McNeil Spooler. Susan, we were going to talk about missing pets. Now, that must be a very rewarding type of thing when you can find somebody's pet that's gone missing. Um, yeah, I make them find them themselves. I tell them where to go. And if they <laughs> and if they go when I go, tell them to go. Mm-hmm. And then there are also people I've learned to ask the question, do you want your pet back? Because one woman wasted weeks and weeks of one of my dowser friends' time up in Vermont because uh, the woman just wanted to be able to visit the cat. She didn't want the cat back. Oh. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. So that's all about asking all the white questions. Um, you know, I like finding missing items for a home. For a, for a woman, she lost her five-carat diamond. I said, it's in your kitchen. No, it's not, she said. It's in my bedroom. I said, it's in your kitchen. And I kept gousing. It was, and then she finally, you know, she said, well, I give up. And I said, it's in your kitchen. Call me when you find it in your kitchen. So the next day, she called me and told me it was in her kitchen. Oh, my it was goodness. Above, it, was, it was above the, uh, the, the, the faucet on the shelf in a little, um, little ceramic shoe. Because that's where she took it when she washed her hands, and she just would not listen to me. <laughs> it's right, it's right. Oh, for heaven! Anyways, so that's where. Susan, I, uh, if if a person's missing something, like I, my earrings, and I don't know for sure whether it's in this state or another state, what information would I have to give you to be able to locate what we're looking for? Well, normally um, a picture. I mean. When WGBH Channel 2 was missing 37, vid- 37 vid- videotapes, um, mm-hmm. I doubt which building. They have two warehouses about the size of football fields each and mm-hmm. many, many stories high. So I, um, they told me it was on the tapes. Exactly, They told me exactly what they thought was on the tapes, and I kept finding tapes that had that information. And then I mm-hmm. finally said, do you have a tape that is part of the series? And they did. And then, as, and I put it under my arm, and I used my L rods, and, and as long as it took me to walk to the right, down the right aisle, and then to, you know, off to the right, and then down the, uh, you know, the back of the back of the shelves, mm-hmm. that's where the box was. 
mismarked. People had looked for months and months, and I found them, and I found them for them. So having oh, a my goodness. of what it is. Like what type of information? You lose, you lose, huh? What type of information? Type of information? With, uh-huh. So if you lose one earring and you have the other earring in your hand, you don't, don't you're not have thinking either. about it. When you're dowsing, when you're not dowsing, when you're dowsing, you're not mm-hmm. thinking, okay? You're feeling. Right. So when, okay. if something is missing, I'll say, is this item inside of the house or is it outside of the house? And if it's inside of the house, mm-hmm. I'll say, is it in the basement, on the first floor, second floor, up in the attic? And then go from there. Mm-hmm. And then just if you're asking, you're asking the right question, and then you, you know, then you go from there. So it's the best give you a call, make an appointment with you, right? So when I miss, I misplaced. Uh, I moved from a, to a new apartment. I misplaced my mink earmuffs, and I went to. Um, so I went from room to room. So now I just, I'm, I'm late. I, I'm very time, very time efficient. And I and I would uh, I just stay in one place and I just ask yes or no. So I walked into my different bedrooms and I walked from the kitchen into the dining room and my rod immediately swung to the left, pointing to my hope chest and that's exactly where I where I had put the mink earmuffs because oh, the cedar they were, it was a cedar hope chest so then that way the the bugs wouldn't eat my earmuffs. Um, <laughs> so um, fantastic. And then sometimes we can't find things and and then you find them like a day later or hours later because you're in a different you're in a different, um, but you're at a, you're at a different vibrational rate than the item that you that you were looking for, and you need to get into harmony mm-hmm. with that item or items. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, yeah. It is. Now, Susan, how can people get a hold of you so that they can make appointments with you and and have you doubts for them? Um, my information's on the Flagstaff Dowsers Conference website. Blankstaffdowsers.com, and then if you go to speakers, I'm, I'm listed in there. Okay, so your contact information is there. It's also in the description of the show on Blog Talk Radio, yeah. so you can find right. uh, Susan's phone number and email address mm-hmm. there. So, because I know I'm getting a lot of text messages, people are very interested in finding lost things. So, um, this well, will be you, a lot you know, of fun. The thing about the finding lost items that you don't—what if they're stolen? What if what if the item was that. stolen by somebody? That's something. Yeah, what about that? that? People don't think about. You know, some people come in your house. I once had a party, and I took my earrings and my wedding bands off, and I set them on the counter on the on the table on the kitchen table, and it was my my girlfriend and her ten year old son. And I couldn't find my my diamond earrings for the life of me. And a couple of days later, she called me. Says, "Come to my office." She says, "I am so embarrassed. My son picked up." your diamond earrings, and she gave them to me because she thought I, oh, because they were pretty and he thought I'd like them. Oh, no. Mm. My goodness. Well, at least you got them back so, and she was honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, you know, um, <laughs> it was one of those really, you know, uh, luckily, you're, you're right. I mean, um, but you don't know. It's like if you're whatever it is that you're you're looking for and then why and how important is it to you and uh you can find it yourself this is why i teach dowsing this mm-hmm. is why we teach dowsing to people they can do it themselves and um so anyway so as for as for missing people you know you need to be 
you need to you need to be approached to do that yourself. You can't just come up with it. And then lost pets. Sometimes pets want to go on an adventure, or um, they'll get <laughs> away from a thunderstorm. And then um, yeah. if I know the person's house, I'll, I'll look at their I'll look at their front door, and then I'll sit and douse what direction I'll know what direction their house is facing. And then I'll douse uh, what direction the, the the dog or whatever the animal's in, and then tell them um, how far it is from the house. And I said, you have to go right now. And then they they found their aunt, their pets under those circumstances. Wow. What about you've mentioned that sometimes people really don't want their pets back full time, like the lady that just wanted to visit the cat. But what about yeah. sometimes <laughs> pets don't want to come back to their owner? Have you well, ever encountered yeah. that? Well, that's. Uh, yeah, because that, that, those are the questions. Those are the questions that I ask. You know, first uh-huh. of all, is the animal is the, is the animal alive? Is what did they? Or sometimes they're like, they'll like, uh, still my friends. My friend lives next to a senior citizen center, and one of her cats will. If you leave your car open, her cat would go in, sleep in the back seat of a car of, of an open car, and then mm-hmm. the cat would be. And they'd find the cat, you know, the next town over because the person lived the next town over, and then. Um, so the cat was alive and was brought back home. And then they, so now they leave signs up to say, check your back seat before you leave. Make sure these are my cat. These are my two cats. And, you know, get, get them out of the car. Um, oh. Now we have so a, a listener that has a, a question, uh, Susan. So let me get them live on the air so they can ask their question. Hang on a second. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hi, you're live on the air. What's your name? Hi, it's Pat. Um, enjoying Hi, the show. Pat. Hi, two quick questions. Um, my son, I've been trying to tell my son to douse. He has he was given land by in-laws, and they have to survey it. And I think I was he told me they surveyed it, you know, to find water or whatever. Is it still advantageous to go ahead and douse, or is it just when you don't have those means? Well, what what are you trying to do with the, with the land? How many acres is it? What are you are you gonna is he gonna build on it? Is he gonna yeah? You know, if you're gonna yes, then they sh- then they sh- you know they should douse it if they're looking for they're looking for water and make sure that they're getting appropriate water like on the handout that I'm telling people to go to. Okay, so but when the company comes and and lets you know, well, I don't know enough about this. The second question is, do fairies ever play with you and hide things and then bring them back so you can find them, which I am pretty sure happened to me. Yes, I, I look upon it as, um, uh, you know, that, that you're in a hurry or you're upset and so you're not in harmony with your surroundings, you're not in harmony with the item and... You know, is it is it to your highest benefit to then have that item at that moment in time? Like you need your keys. Um, I said, I've had you know we've had dowsing chapter meetings, and I've had my, my one of my officers was starting to get dementia, and she, and I couldn't find my keys, and I and I dow and I'm looking and I'm holding my hand up and dowsing. I said, Alice, do you have my keys? And she did. She oh, I put them in my pocket. I'm sorry. Oh my. <laughs> So another oh, way to douse with your hands is like, like you know how a balloon feels between the palm of your hands, how it has a pressure. That's, you could use your hands to, to douse like for, for water veins or other things that way as well. 
But um, what you're saying, you were talking about, uh, Pat, are you talking about a well driller coming to drill? Uh, in, I don't know enough about this. I, um, he's, he, they got some land, so they have to survey. And something about finding water, do, do, they, do they need to do that? You know, are they required to do that by the town? I don't know. But well, I was telling him. Just depending, depending, depending on the, what state do they live in? Massachusetts. Oh, they're in Massachusetts, too. Okay. So, for example, in Oregon, you cannot get a mortgage unless you have water for uh, if you're going to build a house. Sounds right. So, in Massachusetts, hmm. depending on how many, how, what, what, city, what, what city or town they're in, is going to depend on the, uh, the health department and the, plan, and the planning board maybe play a part in this as well as to... Um, like I said, I live in Westford. We need to have a get. You have to have a, a, a an acre of land to build a house, and yeah. the well driller may just you know, drop their thing and go to town and drill to get 800 feet when they only needed to really go 123 feet. Okay, so it might benefit him to uh, douse, um, which I'm trying to tell him to do. Well, does he douse? No, <laughs> but he he knows he's got well, a crazy mom. Sometimes he believes me. <laughs> say that about yourself it's not this is this is what animals do this is what people have done for hundreds of years and unless he knows what he's doing I mean, it's going to cost you know it costs like 20 to seventy-five thousand dollars to drill a well I mean, you exactly. don't just go out and do you know you don't just go out and do it right at least i would at least i wouldn't but you know no unless i do what no, i was doing no. but then um you know, so that's when you consult the experts and whatever it whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and mm-hmm. whatever it is right. you're doing. So, okay. so yeah, so you want to make sure you get the best water, and you want to, you know, are they going to put in septic? Have they started to build? You know, if they haven't started to build yet, they have to look at all of those. You have to talk, right. to, talk to the health department, find out what all the parameters are that they need to uh, to put in a well. How far it needs to be from right. wetlands from um, exactly. From your septic, from from a from a uh, structure, um, your neighbors, because up in up in Maine, in Buxton, Maine, there, there was a, an area where it was a big rectangle. It used to be it used to be a farm, and these houses were all right next to each other along the road. And then you ha- you would get a really you'd have like fifty feet. Your property would be about fifty feet wide, and then it would be like a quarter mile back, and you only had to be ten feet from your neighbor's septic system. So the uh, receptacle was right up near the front, right near the road. And then I said, well, I'm not going to find you a well close to the septic system. I'm going back yeah. there. I'm going back towards the back of your property, keeping in mind that you're going to have to run electricity to it. But I don't think, I think you'd rather pay a little more to have electricity run to, to, to pump your well than to have any um, residue from your neighbor's septic. Right, right. So Good point. Well, it must be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pat, you know, make sure that your son has the contact information for Susan because that way okay. she can make sure it's done right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Great. Good. Well, Does thank you for your call. Back? Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm sorry, Pat. Did you have a question? Did you want one more thing to say? Do you have to come to the land, or can you do this remotely? Well, Massachusetts is a small state. Where does he live? Where's the property? 
He is uh, lower um, western area, the Berkshires area. Yeah. Okay. I live in yeah, West, that's where I, I am. Right near, yeah. Mm-hmm. You so live where? I'm, uh, I'm about 25. What's I'm in West. I'm, a, I'm 20. I'm 25 miles west what's, of Boston. What's the oh, town okay. that he's in, uh, Pat? What town is he in? New, New Marlborough. Okay. Yeah, I know the town. I know the town moderator. I was town moderator myself. So, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Okay. So. I'll pass yeah. it on to Thank him. you, Pat. Good luck to you. Thank Th- you. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you, Pat. Oh, thank you. I love your show, Supernatural Girls. Oh. I just love you guys. Great oh. show. It's unique <laughs> and wonderful, and and you you hosts are really terrific too. Very positive women. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much, Pat. That's, That's so sweet. sweet. Okay. All right. Thank you. Great. So right there, you may be able to help her son with this new property. How exciting. Yeah. Sure. That is Um, great. If people want to make, if people want to work with charts, uh, that's that's another thing. There's a website called subtil.net, S-U-B-T-I-L.net. You can make you can draw and create your own maps. It's a program. It's a software. Um, it's, it's easy to do. It's a, a website that's out there for free. So, and, and what does uh, that give you? Practice. What is? What's the map? What's the dowsing? What what's is, the dowsing chart? You mean? Yeah. Well, what is, so that, that means you can just chart. map it out. If you look at the, the handout that I have, I made my maps. I made my 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 charts off of that website. Oh, You can put okay. all sorts of information Terrific. on it. Yeah. If people want to practice with their dowsing, you want to take a deck of cards and then put a black card face up, a, a red card face up, put your palm of your hand over each one, see how it feels, and then turn it over and then see how it feels, if it's hot or cold or, or vibrating or whatever. And then you take, you shuffle the deck and you put, each, you put a card down face down and then you put your hand over it and see what it feels like. Then you put it in what you think is the black one, one card, one pile, and then the other pile. So then, when you're done after doing about ten cards that way, um, then you turn them over and see how correct you were with your intuition with with your cards, your your deck of cards. That sounds like fun too. Yeah. yeah now you have this event good. coming up in October. Tell us a little bit more about it. What what can people expect if they go to the event in Flagstaff? The Flagstaff Dowsers Conference is um, it's a it's a, a four that's uh, there's four classes simultaneously, four times a day, for uh, three days, and we're having the event is October fourth to the tenth. The Flagstaff FlagstaffDowsers.com is the website, and there's beginner dowsing classes and advanced dowsing classes, and the core of the um, the core of the conference is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We have opening and closing ceremonies. We have a, a, a key, our keynote speaker is from is uh, Graham Gardner from Scotland. He was the prior um, president of the British Society of Dowsers. On the Monday, we have uh, half-day workshops and full-day workshops. And then Tuesday, that's the Wednesday before and the Tuesday after, we have private um, trips to Sedona. Uh, it's about... It's about a 45-minute ride, and, we, and the, the pr- transportation is provided for everybody. And then we go to we go to private areas that aren't, the public does not go to to uh, to feel the vortexes and the field of various types of energy. 
So you're getting a deal of all sorts of, of classes that working with uh, labyrinths. We make a labyrinth and we have uh, the self-balancing, working with your subconscious, clearing yourself, clearing property, uh, those active ascension portals that we'll be talking about. You'll learn how to spend spoons. There's all sorts of fascinating ways to use dowsing. We have several uh, classes that you'll learn how to douse for uh, water as well. We I have the best uh, dowsers, uh, the, the best water dowsers there. And at the conference, and so. And how much does it cost for people to attend this this entire workshop? There's a um, lot going on. It sounds great. Well, the thing is, is like the um, the court, the conference itself, the three days uh, is three hundred and seventy dollars, and the price goes up at the um, towards the beginning of October. I'm sorry, towards the mm-hmm. beginning of August to four fifty, and then we have. Um, we have workshops that are half day that are $75 and then full day are $150. These, these are all very, very reasonably priced. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it workshops. sounds that way. And so if someone contacts you for assistance from you, what do you charge for finding items and such? Well, it depends on what it is and if I even think that it's, you know, viable to even mm-hmm. work on it. Okay, so good to know. But normally, I, normally depends on how much of a, you know, some kids cost. I'll I'll charge when I douse wells. It's two hundred dollars an hour for my travel time and my, you know, my work time. But then you learn how to douse. Mm-hmm. You get dowsing tools, which is you know, who, who gets you know how do you get that? You normally have to have to go places to learn how to douse and um, get things like that. So. Um, and all the money that I get from all these things go towards the conferences, go towards scholarships. We have a children's. We also have a, a young adults program at the conference as well on the weekend. And uh, everyone uh, that teaches that program is, is fully vetted out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like we have the Quarry test here in Massachusetts, and they're vetted out there in Arizona through the, um, the, the Sheriff's Department. Good to know. Yeah, tremendous, Susan. Thank you. This has been just so wonderful to have you on the show and learn so much in such a short period of time. And Flagstaff event sounds incredible. So uh, yeah. we'll we'll continue to talk about it on the show so people can remember to book their travel reservations. And, PK, you have a huge following out in Arizona, so you may have some people that want to go that are already in the area. Mm-hmm. I'll be posting yeah, it on my site as well the, uh, for you. Thank you. There's the uh, there's the Tucson Dowsing chapter, and that meets monthly yes. um, online, and so I'm affiliated with them, and I sponsor a lot of their shows uh, as well. So oh, that's I've been on their show. It's I teach manifesting. I've taught. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a few years since I've been able to be out and about, but I did uh, a, a, a talk with them about three years ago. And it's a wonderful group here in town. So that's uh, good yeah. to know. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them come up to uh, come up to the conference, and then I, I taught. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on their. Sh- I was on their. I was in their meeting, and I taught manifestation. So you can create your own oh, reality. Uh-huh. I have everything I've ever wanted, and and then some. So more to share and more to spare. So so you can create your own reality oh, there, Pat. And don't have to. Uh-huh. I'd like Pat. I'd like you to say something, Tricia. I'd like you to repeat after yeah. me. I okay. have more money. I'm telling Pat, Patricia, is she there? 
Yeah, I'm right here. We'll we'll both say this. I want you to to repeat after me, and I want you to tell tell me how it feels. I have more money than I could ever possibly spend. I have more money than I could ever possibly spend. PK, join in. (laughs) I have more money than I could ever possibly spend. Sounds great to that? me. Yes. Okay. Then then nothing should ever get in your way and you should be able to do everything you want to do. I do. Yes. That's That's a great, great, and you feel worthy. Great affirmation. You feel worthy. And as long as you feel worthy of it, that's an issue that a lot of people will have. They don't feel oh, worthy. Yeah. No, so they live that's in, true. They don't Good live point. in. They need to live in abundance. Live in lack. So. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Well, again, Susan, thank you for such a, a wonderful time this evening. Great information for all of our listeners. Very, very helpful. So thank you. Good luck with the Flagstaff Conference. I know thank PK you. will yeah. be talking thank about you. it in her area, yeah, and we'll be talking about it on the show again well, as well. Hopefully hopefully you can come up and join us. We have a, we have a wonderful time. It's a very loving group of uh, people, the Dowagers are. So, yeah. Yeah. Sounds it sounds terrific. Really does. Well, thank you very much well, for having me on the show. And a lot of people. Oh, want to thank you. It's been a delight. Show. Yes, so and absolutely so great, Susan. Thank you very much. And everybody will be back next week with another great show. And until then, we will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Good night. Tune in next week for another radio night. adventure with Supernatural.